0: This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. so thrilled that you've joined us today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture as always with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the apostle Paul and let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, it's so good to be with you today. I'm really excited about our guest, about our resource, and about our topic. Before we get into any of that, I need your prayer. And so does every Detroit Lions fan across the country and around the world. You know, typically I come to these programs ready to pray for you and encourage you. But I'm telling you, folks, last night was a rough night here in my hometown of Detroit. Now, we will survive. And uh, we're certainly not used to getting this far in the season. Uh, I guess in reflection, it's it's been a great season. But man, oh man, is being a sports fan painful sometimes. So you guys pray for us as we go through our own group therapy here. And if you're a Lions fan out there, just know I feel your pain. But as for today, we get a chance to talk about passing our faith on to the next generation. As a dad, as a proud papa of five, I want to see my kids being able to walk in the truth and to discern right from wrong. Maybe that's the toughest thing about the moment we're living in is that it is hard to know right from wrong. So we're going to talk about that today. And maybe you have a son or daughter, a teenager in particular, young adult, preteen, that you love deeply, and you see them navigating uh, the culture around them with some anxiety, a whole lot of confusion, maybe even some tough questions that they're throwing your way, I want to open up the phone lines today. 877-LIVE-675 is the number. That's 877-548-3675. I want to open up the phone lines because I want to encourage you. I want to pray for your preteen uh, son or daughter, I want to pr- pray for your high schooler, your young adult, in particular those who are confused and you sense it. You you can tangibly sense the anxiety they have and and maybe the disconnect between their faith and the messages they're getting from the culture around them, the w- world around them. And maybe as a parent, you're kind of afraid and concerned, like which way are they going to go You know, one of the things that is humbling about parenting is that you realize you're not in control, that only God is sovereign. You you know, any false delusions you have of your own sovereignty are pretty much uh, turned on their their head by the time your child is two, as you realize that the will of a two-year-old is just as strong as the will of a 32-year-old. And uh, it's a humbling thing being a parent. And I'm glad we don't have to walk this journey out alone. We get a chance to do it together. So call us today. I would love to pray for you. Speaking of kids, I want to give a big shout out to my son, Judah, who turns 10 today. Judah, who I love dearly, Uh, our son is such a sweet boy. He is now double digits. I love that I get a chance to do life with my family, and I love that I get a chance to do life with you as well. Today, we got a great guest, and I want to introduce you to him. Adam is uh, joining us. Adam Griffin is a, uh, a wonderful author. He's the lead pastor of Eastside Community Church in Dallas, Texas, the other big D we like to say here in Detroit. He is the host of the Family Discipleship Podcast and the author of several books and resources for family. Adam is married to Chelsea Lane, and they have three sons. And I love these names, Oscar, Gus, and Theodore. Hey, Adam, how are you, brother? Oh, I'm so grateful to be with you. I'm so sorry about your lions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm sure in a a couple weeks I'm going to be able to say, man, that was a great year. Yeah. Uh, but as for now, there is nothing but pain that fills my <laughs> heart. <laughs> oh man. Are you are you a Cowboys fan? Well, let me tell you, it's probably related to our topic. This is a good segue
1: here, Chris. I am a diehard Packers fan, part owner. Okay. Sorry about that. But living in All Dallas. Right. So my kids know what it's like to have to feel different, you know? They gotta You know what
0: you know what? That is an interesting deal. But you know what you and I have in common is that both of our teams. The best players on those teams are young. So there's some hope for the next couple years. There's There's always optimism. Always optimism. Well, hey, I did not bring you on to talk about sports and football, though we could, I'm sure, fill an (laughs) hour. And I don't know if people would be interested in our commentary. But I did bring you on to talk about your newest book, When Wrong Seems Right. And this is a Bible study on making good choices. And it's specifically for ages 8 through 12. Is that right? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of resources
1: for little kids, and there's a lot of resources for teenagers. But you may know this, having a son, Judah, who turns 10 today, there's not a ton of resources for kids Judah's age yeah. that are directed at helping them at their level interact with the Word of God and learn to study yeah. it for themselves. And so Moody put together this great series of resources, and I was honored to contribute one on the Proverbs to address 8- to 12-year-olds on studying the Word together and studying
0: it for themselves. Yeah, let's talk about the series. So Moody's doing this series. How did you get the book of Proverbs? And explain what the hope of the series is. Well, yeah, the, the series uh, started with a couple of New Testament books,
1: Colossians and the Gospel of Mark. And so when I got asked to join the series, those, were two, already, those two were already set And so I wanted to jump into the Old Testament, if I could, for kids. And so I think the Mm -hmm. obvious choice for kids this age is Proverbs. And a lot of people, when they study Proverbs with kids this age, make it—it very easily lends itself to behaviorism, moralism, do this, don't do that. But obviously the Proverbs really resonate with the whole truth of Scripture, that there is grace, there is mercy, there is not this— just this uh, prosperity promise or threat. It's it's not God trying to bribe us, and it's not God trying to threaten us. The Proverbs are wisdom. And so giving kids 8 to 12 years old access to that wisdom in a world, like the the title says, which is taken directly from the Proverbs, in a world where there are going to be so many things that seem right. And the Proverbs says that there's a lot of things that seem right. There's a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. And so how do we help our kids as they learn to study the word for themselves, discern and distinguish between right and wrong? And so that was my contribution yeah. to this series as they're both uh, the other ones are exploring the the story of Jesus. Mine is more starting in the Proverbs, but it certainly uh, bridges that gap with cross references to the gospel and to the New Testament as well.
0: Yeah, I love it. I mentioned earlier that I have five kids. You mentioned Judah and then I have another son and uh, three daughters. And so my oldest son, his name is Cameron. He's a middle schooler now. Cameron uh, is uh, just recently turned 13. And at the beginning of the school year, I was thinking, man, what do I want to do with Cameron this year as we journey through the word? And we landed on Proverbs. And one of the reasons why I was so excited about talking with you today is because We launched a study of Proverbs, just me and Cameron, uh, in September. And we've been going through Proverbs together, kind of slowly going through it together. And I absolutely love what you've done with this resource. I love the book of Proverbs and just helping to develop discernment, how to think, the posture of the heart, the difference between the fool who says there is no God And the wise who says, there is God, and I need to strive to honor him. And it seems to me like your resource sets out to do a couple of things. And I just made note of three things. One is just how to study the Bible and apply it. That just seems to be one of the big goals. Another one is how to discover what it looks like to follow Christ in a world that doesn't, right? Right. Like We're launching these kids out into a world that does not follow Christ, and uh, and they need to know, how do I do that? How do I follow Christ in a world that does it? And then thirdly, and you just kind of mentioned this, is how to find God's grace when I mess up and fall short. Right. Um, that's, is that's that right? Is that kind of like what you're going after? Absolutely,
1: yeah. So Proverbs is also the book that says that he who forsakes and he who confesses his sin will obtain mercy. And that's one of the themes throughout this book because all of us, all of us fall short. If we confess, if we forsake, in other words, if we quit our sin, we walk away from it in the power of self-control, the gift of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, then we can expect to obtain mercy. And a big part, you know, it Part of this flies in the face of what culture, Christian culture, maybe even has done for a while, where we've tried to foster a sense in which Christianity is cool or can fit in in culture instead of understanding the the slew of verses, especially from Jesus Christ himself, who says, be prepared for the world to not like you for following me. And so Proverbs is so good at reinforcing that idea as we're trying to disciple our kids and our families to understand you are not going to be just like everyone else and we're going to follow Jesus even if it's not cool. If I could give you the metaphor we talked about earlier for my kids if they wear a Packers jersey right after the Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of shame That's maybe it. hurled at them, a lot of insults hurled at them and in me to me that builds the kind of resilience I want my kids to walk in around their faith. Yeah, I want them to be ready to say, even if everyone around me doesn't like me for what I believe and what I follow, it's not going to affect whether or not I still believe it's true, whether or not I dedicate my life to it. So that, and then, yeah, the first thing you said too, to help kids study their Bibles for themselves. Certainly, parents can walk alongside their kid in this resource as well. It makes it very easy for that. But the original design was for these kids to be able to uh, look at this verse and have age-appropriate, age-level uh, questions for them to get into the Word themselves and understand what it means yeah, to study that. the Scripture.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, what I love about what you just said is that, yeah, it's ideal that every kid would be discipled by uh, a man or a woman, preferably their their uh, mother or father walking in through, the, through uh, the Scriptures. But let's be honest, not every kid has that. But That's it right. does not mean you cannot grow spiritually. and one of the things that I love about your ministry and about your message uh, about even what you and Chelsea try to communicate through family discipleship the podcast is that we've lowered the we've lowered the bar too low in many ways for our kids. They can grow spiritually. they right. can engage the Word of God, and this resource is just one that helps them to be able to do that because this is the time, this is the season. I mean, that eight to 12 year old uh, range is when you want them to begin to develop those muscles.
1: That's of exactly right.
0: That. Of studying scripture, of making mistakes and having to go before God. And and hopefully you're modeling that as well. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, but um, man, uh, folks are already starting to call in. So if you're listening to us and you have a son or daughter a grandson or a granddaughter or a young person that you really deeply care about between the ages of 8 and 12, and you really are wanting to encourage them in these three areas, how to study the Bible and apply it, how to follow Christ in a world that doesn't, how to find God's grace when they mess up. I want to encourage you, get this book. Go to our website, EquipRadio.org. Do it now, EquipRadio.org. Ordering information is there. Just click on the uh, program details. But I also know there's a lot of parents out there that are concerned, that need prayer. Call now, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. We're going to pray for you next up. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks, talking to Adam Griffin about his newest book, When Wrong Seems Right, a book written for a special age group, 8 to 12-year-olds, trying to discover what it means to follow Jesus in a world that doesn't. We're going to get back to Adam in just a moment. But friends, as we come to the last three days of this month, we are about $3,000 away from our budgeted financial goal for this month. Now, the good news is is that this has been a tremendously generous month. And January is an important month as it starts a new year and it sets the tone for the rest of the year. And it's, it's such a, a great month historically for generosity as God's people Uh, really express their commitment once again to investing in ministries that are going to proclaim the good news of God's grace to our community and beyond. Uh, But in in order for us here at Equip to have a testimony of both spiritual impact and good financial stewardship, we certainly need your support. Uh, You know our heart. You know our mission to equip Christians to more effectively live, share, and defend their faith. And we want to do that on a multi generational level, to think about you, to think about your children, and yes, even your grandchildren. So, in order for us to hit the goal, I, I've kind of done the math. We've got three days left in this month. If you include today, we're about $3,000 away from our goal. That means about 10 friends every day who can give a gift of $100. About 10 friends who can give a gift of $100. Now, every gift counts. Whatever amount you can give is so deeply appreciated and so grateful for us. So please don't hear me saying that if you don't have $100 to give, then, then don't. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not saying that. And we, through Moody Radio and our other uh, affiliates, distribute a ton of resources and no cost at all. So please know that that's our heart. But we do also want to have a testimony, as I said earlier, of good f- fiscal and financial stewardship. I think Christians should have that. So your generosity helps to complete the circle. It adds fuel to the engine that is uh, equipped and it helps to proclaim the gospel in your community and beyond. So if you can be one uh, of those friends, can't get to 10 until you get to one. So if you can be one of 10, please call right now. If you've been blessed through the program and encouraged, call 888-644-4144. I'm going to give that number one more time, 888 644-4144, 644-4144, or go to our website, EquipRadio.org. That's EquipRadio.org. I promise to keep you posted. We got three days. I want to hit that goal. And obviously, if friends give over 100, then that lessens the number of people that we need uh, to give. But I promise to keep you uh, posted. We don't believe in gimmicks and games. We just want to share with you all that God is doing and as a spiritual community and family in Christ, invite you to be a part of the spread of the gospel through this program. So dial that number, 888-644-4144. Adam, uh, first off, I love your three sons' names, Oscar, oh, Gus, and Theodore. I think that's awesome. You dedicate the book to them. I love your dedication to your sons because as a dad, I read that dedication, and I'm thinking to myself, This is exactly what I want to say to my sons. The dedication page says this. uh, This is dedicated to my sons, Oscar, Gus, and Theodore, who taught me that there's no such thing as too much fun. I hope you'll always know right from wrong, boys. Follow God no matter what. Talk to us about your boys and how you hope this resource impacts them.
1: Well, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. I really do adore my boys. I have three boys, eight, 10, and 12. So they're right in the center of who this book is directed for. You know, I want these boys to be so thoroughly discipled. I want them, of course, I want Christ to save them and I want them to follow him. And that dedication is, is also kind of an inside thing in our family. There was a a moment when I was driving my son, Gus, on a friend's jet ski at their lake, something our family never gets to do. And my son spontaneously screamed out, there is no such thing as too much fun. He was just enjoying it so (laughs) early (laughs) <laughs> and I just, it, it registered in me and it stuck with me and it has become a little bit of a mantra for me and those sons. And it's true. There's no such thing as too much fun. And I think, a, you know, it's similar. Christ would say something similar. or God would say something similar in his scripture that there are some things against which there is no law, right? And yeah. that's what I want for my kids. Uh, not just fun, but I want them to walk in integrity all the days of their life. And so this book that calls to mind the Proverbs and has them see that there's a way that's gonna seem right, but then, I'm sorry, yeah, there's a way that's gonna seem right, but it is actually wrong. And God has called them to something better, given them a straight path. That's what I want. So I've dedicated so much of my energy, of course, to parenting, and then so much of my off time from pastoring to helping other families lead their kids to follow Christ. But it's like Paul says, we water the seeds, we plant the seeds, but only God gives the growth. So I am continually repentant of where I fall short and asking God to do something with the efforts that I'm putting in.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. And yet as a parent, one of the most humbling things is the recognition that our kids on the same spiritual journey that that we're on. So I would love for you to just share for a moment, in particular with that mom or dad who may be listening, that grandparent who may be listening, that quite honestly is nervous about what they're sensing in their kids' hearts, uh, maybe being drawn more to ideas and um and ways of, of living that are different than what the Bible prescribes. How do we avoid just being rule givers to actually helping to cultivate the gospel in the heart of our kids? Yeah, that's good. Well,
1: first, if you feel that way, you're far from alone. We are raising kids in a culture that is opposed to what we believe. And so it's not unusual to feel discouraged when the voices of the culture are so loud that our kids start to believe them and it's it's very very common but just because something is common does not mean it's good right there there's a whole world that believes some things that are not good our secular world And so we believe some things that are not going to be popular. We believe things about the exclusivity of Christ, that he's the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through him, that no one comes to the Father unless the Father draws them. We believe things now in this culture about identity, sexual identity, and preferences, and who we are, that the world would celebrate what God would call sin. There are all sorts of things that we could list out and say we are not on the same page as our culture what I would encourage parents to do is to remember that God's laws are not arbitrary. They are actually to provide life and life to the fullest. And so if we become just those people who uh, seem opposed to life, then we are not living out actually the light of the gospel we're given. We're given a life that is better, a life that is good. And God's laws are to protect us. I always compare it to, I, I bet, Chris, that you have locks on your doors in your home. Absolutely. I do as well. We have a limit at our house, a lock. And that lock is not to imprison our children, it's to provide safety for our children. And very similarly, God gives us laws and restrictions. In fact, the Proverbs would even say that a lack of self-control is like a city with no walls. its It's a dangerous place to not have the limits that God provides. In our culture, we think of freedom as the ability to do whatever we want, but the ability to do whatever we want is actually enslavement to a bad king ourselves. What we actually need is God to rule and be king of our lives. And so what we are are those people who point our kids to a better way of life. And while that may run contrary to many things that their peers believe, I think there's something really beautiful in that. And then the other thing I would say, is we think of it in kind of two categories uh, monks and missionaries. There are some things in this culture by which my family will be monkish. We will remove ourselves from <laughs> it. We will not, we will not, uh, you know, monks are those that's who good. remove themselves yeah, and put good. themselves in like a monastery to serve God. And yeah. so we will, we will pull out of the culture from some things. We're not going to participate in it at all because we want to follow God. And in other yes. things, we will be missionaries. We will be those people who say, well, we're not part of this culture. We are going to lean into it because we want to be a yes. light in a dark place. Yes. And making I love those that decisions together as a yes. family are essential.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great way of thinking about it. let's go to the phone lines. Michelle is listening in Ohio and I wanted to get her in before a break. Michelle, thank you for calling. Thanks for listening to Equip. How can we pray for you today?
2: Oh, thank you. Um I'm a grandma and my daughter and my uh son in law, they don't help my grandson. It's gonna be nine on Wednesday. And I've been do, doing this since he was young, trying to teach him a Bible, read him. Yeah. He goes to Catholic school. He's in third grade. How can I do better? Because I'm not over the house. But there's sure. no one sure. reading the Bible, the parents, and there's no one there to help him. Yeah.
0: First off, I, he's blessed to have you in his life, Michelle. And I just want to commend you as a grandma for praying for him, for investing in him, The way you do. And I also want to encourage your heart and bless you by giving you a complimentary copy of Adam's book, When Wrong Seems Right, because I think you can give it as a gift. Adam, we got about a minute before a break. What would you say to Michelle?
1: Yeah, Michelle, there's some great resources for people in your situation. Jim Burns wrote a great book for people who are uh, dealing with the life with their own adult children and then looking to the next generation. One of the things he says in there that's so wise is unsolicited feedback always comes across as criticism. And that can easily make it seem like we're opposed to one another when you want something different for your grandchild than your child is providing for them. And so going through that graciously, but you're not going to bend on wanting your kid to know and follow Jesus. So I think you're going to be constantly doing what I just said a minute ago, planting seeds of the gospel, watering them whenever you can, and praying that God would give them growth. And as you have opportunity, I think you take every opportunity you can to both talk to your child about it and your grandchild about it and your desire out of love to see them follow Jesus.
0: You know, I would uh, say amen to that. And I want to just encourage you to pray daily. And it's okay. I think most people are open to you humbly saying, hey, I'm going to be praying for you today. How can I pray best for you? Even your children, even your grandchildren, we don't have to be preachy all the time. We don't have to be combative all the time with our faith. There are certain times, yeah, well, we, maybe we feel like there's some danger and we need to confront. But most of the time, humbly coming to them and saying, how can I pray for you And pray for your son, my grandson, I think is a great way for you to avail yourself to them as well. As a grandparent, try to be the CIO of the family, the chief intercessory officer. Father, I pray for Michelle. I thank you for her. I thank you for her sweet grandson, eight years old, almost nine. Lord, I pray that every time he's with Michelle. He senses the sweet aroma of your presence in her life. And may that draw him to you. Also pray, Lord, that you would save him and his parents by your grace, in Jesus' name, amen. Friends, go to our website, equipradio.org. Get Adam's book, Stick and Stay. Much more to come next up on Equip. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. What a great day. So blessed to have Adam Griffin with us today. We're talking about helping our kids to know right from wrong. What do we do when they're growing up in a world when wrong seems right? That's the name of his book. It comes straight from the Proverbs. His book is a study on the Proverbs that really empowers your kid to be able to take some responsibility for their own spiritual growth and development, while also leaving room for you to come alongside as a parent, as a mom, a dad, a grandparent, a grandma, a grandpa, a discipler, to walk with them and cultivate in their heart three big things. Number one, the skill of studying God's Word and applying it. Number two, how to discover what it looks like to follow Christ in a world that doesn't. And this is the reality of the moment they're living in. They're going to stick out as Christ followers, but we want them to be resilient in their faith. And then number three, how to find God's grace when they fall short, when they mess up. Um, And and I love that Adam's book does all three of those. Uh, It's a part of a series that Moody Pub is doing. And I want to encourage you to get your hands on when wrong seems right, making good choices, by Adam Griffin. Find out more at our website, EquipRadio.org. Before we get back to Adam, earlier in the program, I ask for you to consider supporting the program. Uh, we need 10 friends who can give a gift of $100. If you're going to get to our goal, of, uh, we're, we're about $3,000 short of um, our overall goal for this month financially. And we just want to have good stewardship. That's all that it's about. We just want to have good stewardship to cover airtime and the cost of the program so that we can broadcast every day the truth of God and bombard the lies of the culture and encourage and cultivate a gospel heart in your your life and in the life of your family. And uh, so over the next three days, in order to get there, I kind of did some simple math. And uh, that is that if we can get 10 friends to give a gift of $100, dollars Uh, That makes all the difference. And again, I just want to give the disclaimer, whatever you can do is so appreciated. I mean it. There are times when we get gifts in $5 and man, it it just comes with great joy and we celebrate that. And uh, then there are those who can do more and praise God, you know, when a team is playing a team sport. It's not what the individual players uh, score that that counts only, but it's the collective. It's what the team does together. And I feel like that when it comes to generosity. You know, we we each do our part. Uh, Some do one amount. Another does another amount. But what God sees is the cumulative, the collective of it. So our hope here is over the next couple of days— We can close this $3,000 gap. And uh, some of you have already stepped up to the plate. And I just want to give a big shout-out to Patricia in Illinois. Thank you to Joyce in Idaho. And thank you to Timothy in Florida. You guys are awesome, and I so appreciate you. Maybe you're listening. I promise I'll keep you guys posted. Maybe you're listening and you say, you know, I've been blessed by this program. I've been encouraged. Maybe you've never given before. Can you consider doing it today? Today, you are needed, and your generosity will make such a huge difference. Here's the phone number, 888-644-4144. And I promise I won't belabor it. I'm just going to give you the number one more time, and then the website, 888-644-4144. Go to wequipradio.org. What a joy it is to give to the gospel. Adam Griffin is my guest. He's the author of this uh, book, When Wrong Seems Right, and a pastor, by the way, of Eastside Community Church in Dallas. So if you're in the Dallas area, a lot of great churches there, but Eastside is one of those churches. I, I would love for you to go and worship Adam and the church family there. Adam, I want to take another phone call. Teresa is calling in from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Uh, Teresa, thank you so much for calling in to equip. How can we pray for you today?
2: Hi, Chris. And hi, Adam. Uh, Good topic. Uh, I um, try to listen to you a lot um, as I'm driving, but today I'm home. So yes, Um, I have three grandsons. Um, Two of them are in the age of eight and 12. And they have a 16 year old that I'm really, really concerned about. So I'm just asking prayer for him. Um, He uh, just going through some changes. Uh, Sixteen, you know, there's a lot of changes, body nice. changes, and all kind of changes, and uh, this dibbling, dabbling, and some things that you know we're not. Uh, that's not our teaching. Um, we're sure. a Christ-based church, a uh, Christian family, and um, I know he knows, uh, but um, you know they, they just chose choose the wrong thing. Sure. Uh, we sure. just try to encourage him. So yeah, just need some prayer. Uh, looking for a counselor, maybe, you know, something, somebody that maybe he can talk to since we can't get through to him, maybe, you know, somebody yeah. else can
0: talk to him. And get- well, well, first off, uh, I, I you know, I'm going to say it to you, as I said to a previous caller uh, who called in, he's so blessed to have you in his life. And just remember that you are a part of God's grace to him, to be there to pray with him. I will tell you, 16 years old was hard for me. I'm sure if you think back to that season of your life, Adam, it was hard for you as well. And I think about what 16-year-olds are facing right now. I'm not surprised in the least that this young man may be confused, maybe even frustrated by all the brokenness that's around him. And no doubt that affects his uh, choices. And so don't feel alarmed by that, Teresa, Uh, but I do want you to know you're not in it alone. And I would love to give Adam just an opportunity to uh, give any wisdom that's on your heart, Adam. And then if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to pray for Teresa and her three grandchildren, in particular, the 16 year old.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Chris. What an honor to play, pray for you, Teresa. Uh, You know, I think of what comes to mind for me is Timothy. You remember what Paul encouraged Timothy in is he encouraged Timothy to look at the faith of his mother and his grandmother. And think about you taking some encouragement from that, that the godly grandma has made a difference. And I can see that even if it's through your prayers, even if it's not visible yet. 16, like you said, 16 is some of the worst time in my life. You're just so confused and you're trying to figure yourself out who you are. And you're comparing who you are to all these other voices and and the changes you're going through. And so I would love for the loudest voice in this boy's life Mm, to be the Lord's mm. voice. And so I'm going to pray for that right now. Uh, Heavenly Father, we pray for Teresa. Thank you for faithful grandmothers across this country and across this world who follow you and are praying these these saints who are begging you to intervene in some cases, to change hearts and minds of the kids and the adults that they love the most. Lord, we pray that, that your truth would win out in a very confusing situation, in a confusing culture. And we pray specifically for the 16-year-old boy. Pray that you soften his heart towards the things that are yours, that where there's been a, a thousand different directions that his heart and mind have been pulled in, uh, draw him to yourself, Lord. Come alongside him. You are the God of all comfort, so be his comfort. Be close. You say you're near to the brokenhearted. Well, if his heart or his grandma's heart is broken right now over what he's experienced or what he's going through, then, Lord, I pray that you, you would feel ever closer. And so, God, we pray that, and we, we dedicate this boy's life to you. We ask you to intervene in Jesus' name.
0: Teresa, we are so grateful for you, and we want to come alongside, be an encouragement to you, uh, absolutely love your heart for your grandchildren. So you stay on the line. Our producer is going to get you a, uh, a complimentary uh, copy of Adam's book, When Wrong Seems Right, Making Good Choices, and maybe lovingly you can just uh, sign a note to your grandson on the inside cover of the book and just say, I love you and I'm always going to be here for you and I want this to be a gift for you. And I promise you, it will be a gift that will keep blessing him for a long, long time to come. So thank you, Teresa, uh, for calling in. Stay on the line, and we'll get you a copy of the book. I want to hear you share for a moment, if you will, Adam, how do you cultivate an appetite for studying the Word in in the hearts of your children? I mean— I think about your son's ages are not much different than my kids' ages, and there's so many things to do. I mean, there's sporting events, there's social media, there's music, there's movies, all that stuff. In the midst of so much going on around us, how do we uh, really encourage, without sounding like we're just lecturing or giving a to-do list, the beauty and the joy of studying Scripture?
1: Well, yeah, first of all, it's a priority, right? We got to look at all these things that you're talking about that are vying for attention and say, where does it fall to follow God? And so in our family, it's of the highest importance. We would say it's critically important. It's what God commanded. It's what he deserves, and it's what's good for our kids. So it's, it's critically important. And then we would also say that discipling your families, we say this on our family discipleship podcast all the time, that it's mostly ordinary. It's making it very normal to follow God. So it's normal for our family to pull out and open up the Bible. It's normal for our family to pray together. It's normal for our family. And in that, we mean it's also consistent. So one of the things we do as a family is we are in the Bible together all the time. And I get it. If some family hasn't done that before, it can feel really uncomfortable. It can feel really difficult. Like if I asked you to run a marathon with me, we wouldn't start (laughs) by running 26 miles tomorrow. We would say, man, let's build towards that. So our family has consistently built towards that by making it really normal, to have conversations about God, having conversations about the scripture, to be at church on Sundays, to be part of community, to confess sin to one another and to repent. But in order for something to become normal, it has to start somewhere. So if you haven't started already, then you dedicate right now, maybe even starts with repenting to your family to say, I'm sorry, we haven't been doing this. Let's dive into the word together. And I want to start reading it with you. Even if you're going, I don't know how to study God's word. That's where you start. With your kids and invite them into saying i don't know exactly where this is going to go but let's read it together and then ask each other if this is true what does that change about us or the way we've been living we mm. pursue christ together
0: yeah i love that and, and proverbs is such a great book to study I, I often get from people where should i start if i'm just starting to read scripture study scripture and there's so many great answers to that start to beginning genesis Great way to start. Some encourage, start with the New Testament so you could see the life of Jesus. I think that's awesome as well. But I also think that Proverbs is great for a number of reasons. Talk about why you love Proverbs and maybe one that has meant a lot to you and Chelsea and the kids. Right, yeah. I love Proverbs because it's God's truth,
1: first of all, of course, and then it makes um, the Scripture so accessible in its bite-sized nature. So many of the Proverbs, you, you are reading one verse and then thinking about what this means. One of the Proverbs that has meant so much to me and Chelsea as parents, but also as adults who follow Jesus, is the proverb that says, Can a man hold a flame close to his chest and not be burned? And that may not sound intuitive at first, but you think about that concept. Can I do something and claim it doesn't do any damage, even though surely mm. it is going to? So we think about, we actually tackle this in the book in an age-appropriate way. We talk about pornography and, and images and, and music and things that, content, basically, that kids might be exposed to. And we address it in a way that's age-appropriate. And this proverb is so helpful because so much of our culture thinks there's a lot of victimless, harmless sin There's a lot of victimless and harmless exposure to content that we would say that's not godly. It doesn't honor the Lord. But the Proverbs tells us, I can't hold a flame against my chest and not expect to be burned, to be damaged, to be affected by these things. Now, God heals, God restores that proverb bears true. We warn our kids and we help our kids see that just because you don't feel something, maybe right away, just because it seems victimless does not mean you're not contributing to something that's detrimental for you or for the culture around you. And that's certainly true with the things on the internet, on the TV, in their headphones that maybe kids in their classes at school might not have a problem being exposed
0: to. We know it's causing damage for them. I love that so much. It debunks two big lies. Number one, that what I'm consuming doesn't affect me, but number two, that there's a such thing as private sin. No, everything we do affects not us, not only us, but the people around us as well. Friends, I hope you see why this book is so worth it. When Wrong Seems Right, Making Good Choices. It's going to bless your kids, but it's going to bless you as well. Adam and I are going to stick after this break and want you to join us as well. Go to our website, EquipRadio.org. Come back for more of Equip. Have you been wanting to memorize scripture but just haven't found the right way or the right time? I get it scripture memorization can be daunting but it doesn't have to be I have an easy way to get you started right here at the start of this new year it's a practical step-by-step guide called Memorizing Scripture and it's yours with the gift of any amount to equip call 888-644-4144 or visit equipradio.org Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks You know, sometimes I'm just overwhelmed by the grace of God, and that's so often expressed through your generosity. And I just want to say thank you, because as we lay before you the joys of this ministry, as you hear people coming to faith in Christ, lives being changed, those who are following Christ being encouraged and being equipped to more effectively live and share their faith, Um, We also share with you the needs of this ministry, and just to see your response uh, is such a blessing and an encouragement, and I really do mean that. So I want to say thank you to a few people. Alberto from Florida, thank you for your gift today. Martha from Florida as well, thank you for your gift. We had a friend give a gift from New Hampshire who said, you know, uh, you don't have to pass on my name. I'll withhold my name. I just want to anonymously be a blessing. And uh, I don't know who you are, but I know God knows who you are, and I just want to say thank you as well. It's such an encouragement. Every day I get the privilege of coming behind this microphone and sharing not only the Word of God with you, but my heart to see revival come to our country, to see God move in the hearts of our families, to see the Lord and his grace and his spirit at work in my life and in yours. And I hope that's a blessing. And your generosity and your prayers help us to be able to be on the air every day. So thank you. Uh, We are about two friends away from our goal today. So if you can uh, be one of those two friends and call 888-644-4144 with a gift really of any amount, uh, we ask that A few of you would consider a $100 gift, but whatever God enables you to do will be a blessing. Please do so, 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Adam, before I let you go, how do you hope people will use the book? Just talk about how you hope they'll use the book and what you pray will be the outcome.
1: Well, I hope there's three different ways that I'm really hopeful for it. One, uh, primarily, I hope that it gets in the hands of kids who are ready to study the Bible for themselves. And I hope this is a book that introduces that to them if they haven't done it before or equips them more for it if this is a, along their journey and they've done this before. Two, I hope it inspires some family discipleship. I hope it inspires some parents to do this alongside or with their kids, They even if they haven't done it before, to get into the Bible together. And then third, if there's any classes, maybe a church has a Sunday school class or a private school is ready to study the Proverbs together, I hope we get in the hands of some teachers and in some classes to study the Proverbs together. I think these are worthy conversations to be having in a culture that's constantly confusing our kids.
0: Well, you know, you've put together a marvelous resource. It it really is a blessing. I'm grateful that Moody commissioned you and others for the series. And uh, it's laid out over eight weeks and uh, takes you through a seven day journey for each of the, the days of that week. But in many ways, it's designed in a way where if you miss a day, you don't have to beat yourself up. If you miss a day, you don't have to feel like, man, I've lost track. You just pick it up wherever you left off. And that's the beauty of the Proverbs. Now, I do think that one of the things we should strive for is consistency in God's Word every day. Uh, But also, I recognize that we all got to start somewhere. So just get started. And uh, if you get started, I think it will impact your kids as well. And uh, just watch God uh, go to work in your life. If you don't mind, Adam, I'd love to pray for you and Chelsea and the boys. Can we do that? Oh, I would receive that. Thank you so much. Father, thank you so much for Adam. Thank you for this labor of love and how your grace has been at work in his life. Uh, Your spirit moving and working through him and the gifts that you have endowed. Him with Lord, I thank you that him and Chelsea have uh, chosen to follow you, and I pray that your hand of blessing uh, will be upon their lives. May they stand firm in your word, and may their sons uh, stand firm in your word as well. May they follow you and prioritize the pursuit of your will, your word, and your ways above all other pursuits. Bless the uh, church family as well at Eastside Community, and continue to allow this book, when wrong seems right, to get into the right hands, Lord, so that a generation might pursue you. In Jesus' name, amen and Amen. amen. Adam, what a joy being with you, brother. Thank you for the book. It's a gift to the body and a blessing to many, many families.
1: Well, thank you for the time today. It was a blessing to me, Chris. I promise
0: you that. Friends, I want to encourage you, go to the website now. Uh, what a great Bible study for your kids. I, I know many of you get Bible studies for yourself, and I think that's great. Get a Bible study for yourself and go deep into the Word. Uh, and, but yet, Adam's right. There's not many Bible studies that are going to engage 8- to 12-year-olds. And so this is one. So if you have an 8- to 12-year-old son or daughter, Granddaughter, grandson, get the book. Go to our website, equipradio.org. And, to, and until we're together again next time, and remember Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.